welcome back in to another episode of the Four Beers Podcast. Uh, we got another great episode for you guys. Um, today's topics are a sports update for a couple of different things. We'll get into those later. Neuralink, iOS 14 update, and streaming movies at home. So before we start, a couple of things we need to get clear here. Both myself and Schimler are present, so we did not get attacked by bears. Yes, unfortunately. So we made it back. We made it back from Arkansas, and I'm not so certain that bears are the worst thing we had to fear not while we were there. Not at all. Um, <laughs> there's there were some many other things. <laughs> yeah, so bears were the least of our worries. Um, we need to clear some some things right now. Hey, we might, we might as well crack beer just to, while we're doing this little intro. Let's yeah. crack them. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm too thirsty to, to, to wait. So it's fantasy football draft season right now in full swing. And we just need to let everybody know that nobody cares about your team besides you. Thank you. Those conversations <laughs> with your coworkers – your friends, family, the person you got, yeah, whoever. Just stop. You, you got so and so in the sixth round. Nobody cares. Yep, and no uh, one yeah. cares that you and, pick somebody up off the waiver wire when we get three weeks in either. We don't want to hear about you picking up Leonard Fournette in the tenth round and him getting signed the next day to a team, and you think you're a genius. And just as and just as likely, like later down the road, I also don't give a fuck if. You're, if a game gets canceled because of COVID or your, your guy has to sit out because he's got COVID and now you, you lost that last, you know, he was the last player on Sunday night and now you lost him. I don't, I don't care. So, so I, I think our podcast is going to refrain from talking about outcomes of fantasy football unless something like super crazy happens. Even no, that, that's probably no. shouldn't. That's There's... worth talking. Okay. Yep, drawing the line. Don't even care. Drew almost reverted it. back. Stupid to idea. Fun. <laughs> Stupid idea. We're not doing it. No fantasy football. But so hopefully those conversations are done, and if not, take care of them soon. Because like we said, nobody cares. Um, so let's hop into our our first topic, which is sports, and we're going to focus on a few specific things the blank capital of the world Hmm. we're a little late to the party but we want to go over tom brenneman's um very hard we'll we'll call it a a gaff because that's basically the word he said backwards so (laughs) yeah f f word that that f bomb we don't use on the podcast it's a different f word (laughs) we use the other one quite frequently so you guys probably can figure out what we're talking about why are you looking at me? And then we're going to go into Bryson DeChambeau and the Big Ten. Mm. So let's let's start off with Thom. Thom Brennan. Yeah. Thom's had a rough. Can we? Ties the big can somebody ahead. explain why there's an H? It's just His how he spells Thomas. It. Yeah. Okay. Like Is I don't it... trust anybody that says Tom with an H. So well, the guys. That gets that gets into the same thing as like Tate Martell, the former Ohio State quarterback that transferred to Miami. He's, his real name is Tathan, like Nathan yeah. with a T. 
I mean, that's just a yeah, weird. You can't name. control this that. Guy has, this guy has a Tom Pick the H. Tom, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's, he's Thomas, and then he. I mean, maybe Marty wanted it to be short for Thomas, and he left the H in there anyway. Anyway, um, okay. I guess where I came out out at it, I, it sucks because I was actually watching the game, and uh, I well I switched channel. Well, I was wa- I watched the end of the first game, and wasn't it between games? That no, happened? so it was no. it, it only it only aired on MLB TV. So people that were watching ah. out of market on the subscription package heard it, but like me watching on cable while YouTube TV, I didn't hear it. I only saw the apology, which we'll get into. But yeah, go ahead. Right? No, yeah. So I I had I had turned it off, and then I started watching something else, and was going to come back to it, and uh, then obviously everybody started texting, tweeting about it, and I saw it, but. I guess where my where I landed on it was, you know, like I I hate cancel culture just as much as you know the next guy or whatever, but uh, I will just say that was a very very hard f, and it honestly yeah. didn't like. I mean, I'll give I'll give someone the benefit of the doubt if it was like an out of context joke and we just we just got plugged into this joke at the last second and it didn't make any sense. But it it really didn't sound like that to be honest. I don't know what no. kind of joke would end that way. And uh, it sounded more like a guy who genuinely hated a group of people. And <laughs> uh, so I guess I, and I even said this to Drew uh, when we were out squatching. I was like, you know, because that was actually like when it happened. It was right after it happened. And I was like, you know, it wasn't the same as like, you know, the Hillary Duff commercials that was like, you know, you don't cut use, it out. You don't call someone gay just because like you're trying to, you know, jab them like. Basically, you know how like friends back when you were in junior high or whatever yeah. middle school, you, you might have used words like that just to like jab your friend a little bit. Like, a, it wasn't really like you meant that word at all. It was just you know immature, stupid vernacular. But uh, it wasn't the same as that at all. It wasn't just a, a, right. a you know a slip of the tongue or a, or or something like that. He he legitimately he it, sounded like he said he it with, meant, yeah. He said it with his chest. Yeah. That to- no, he said it from his toes, went up through his body. He took a huge breath before he said it and released it. Yeah, profoundly. One of the like it was capital. It, yeah. it was bad. So I guess so- to, to give it some context, though, since COVID, he wasn't in Kansas City that night when he said that. And the theory is that he was talking about Kansas City as the blank capital, one of the blank capitals. So he was from the comfort of a studio in Cincinnati and felt comfortable enough saying it because he wasn't in Kansas City. But that's I the, mean, the thought. But I guess I don't, make it I don't really. I was gonna say I don't see how that really jives. But like one of the things. No, it it just it just sets up why he might have said it. It doesn't excuse it. It's just where his head was at. He was referencing a city that he wasn't in. Yeah, I, I don't know. Which I didn't even know had any reputation yeah. for, you know, what is like, is it like overly more gay than other cities? Like, I didn't even, is there a higher population there? I have no idea. No idea. Um, no, I don't, I don't know the correlation between the word in Kansas City. Yeah. See, it, the other I just point know, is. I, I just know Kansas if, City for barbecue. If he has a headset on, like we put our headsets on and talk <laughs> for a few thousand followers i mean it's just like you know not that many people but he's putting it on for a wide market and so he has his headset on he i mean maybe he's comfortable because he does it day in and day out and he's been doing it for a long time 
but how do you not get in a different mindset when you have that mic on your head and you yeah. know that everything you say is recorded? So it goes, it, it leads me to think like, how much did he, did he get away with all those years that he never had any issue with it? Right. Um, because he, that, he was comfortable enough to drop it and say so, that. And it, well, it definitely wasn't the first so time that, he said it. So yeah, that theory yeah, was, that, that, that theory was floated on Red's Reddit. Red's Reddit hates Tom Brenneman because they've listened to him for years. But that theory was floated that, like, maybe it was a board op that has heard this before and got sick of it and left the mic hot. That's exactly <laughs> what I said to Drew when we were squatching. I'm like, I, w- I would stay a little woke. I'm like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he says shit like that all the time and someone's like, fuck this guy. Like, this yep. guy just needs to be outed here. Like, he's, he's a douche. And for, Reds, for people that aren't Reds fans, I'm, I'm not a huge Tom Brenneman fan listening to him on the Reds broadcast. He's always a condescending dick. He's always mad about something. Granted, the Reds have sucked for the last six years, uh, eight years, whatever. But him and, like, the play-by, him and the color guy just haven't had good chemistry, him and Chris Welsh. So I'm not really sad to see Tom go, but anyway. And, but uh, along what Drew was saying, it's like, who was he making that comment to? Because, like, clearly someone else – had he was he was saying that to someone and was he, he was, was talking he hoping, to somebody was he hoping to get a laugh was he hoping to was he was it that just how he normally talks to everybody and at that point it's like who who was he saying that to and are they like also kind of like uh in for the ride here for not saying something or saying like dude that's like you know what are you what are you saying you know what i mean yeah i, you, I, I don't know i, I mean, just it just it makes you wonder like who was he talking I to mean, I'm not going to say anything. If a coworker is talking derogatory about other culture, I'm not going to be the guy that steps in there and be like, hey, man, don't say that. <laughs> so yeah, just, but if it if it built, built up and it was time and time again, you might finally, you know, right. put your foot down. Yeah. I mean, if he's, he has a seniority, though. That's like you telling your boss to stop, like, cursing or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, – I feel like he probably if put it this way, if it was if it was something like where he's like making trying to make a joke and it's just a really bad like comment slash joke or something, then yeah, people probably would let it slide. But it it sounded more like vulgar, like meaningful, hurtful language there was, to me. And there uh, was definitely a conversation going on prior yeah, that if we could hear it, yeah. someone 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 else would probably lose their job too, except for just him. That's kind of what I meant. Like like who else was involved in that conversation? Because clearly he just happened to have the 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 words that were uh, taboo said. Which right. Well, the, one, yeah, so. the ones that I mean, lose, lose your job. Yeah. Can well, we, maybe can... not. Maybe they're just like, oh, who are they playing? The Royals, and then he cuts in with that. You know, just like a, right. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Just here's yeah. the worst thing I could say about that in this situation. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about the apology? Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah, we have to go into that. We have to. Yeah, so the apology, and then I think we need to talk about where it's been since it's happened, because I have a few questions about that, too. Okay. So the the apology is, like, if you, I watched it probably three or four times, and my take on it is that it was not sincere, genuine whatsoever. Mm. He, he, he found some words to say, because he had to, but the fact that he cuts off and still calls the game, as awkward okay. as that was, he calls the home run during it. But he was, not fo- he was not <laughs> focused on his apology. 
He's I, like, he's, well, how how is he? You're not gonna not call a home run. I disagree. He's up to bat. He hits. He hit. He knows he's up to bat. He's watching baseball. Like he's still calling it during his apology. This is his time. He says, "I might never put a mic on again." And he doesn't care enough that he still well, calls the game so during his apology. So I have a couple issues with that. He was not – Fox Sports should not have made him apologize on air that night. They should have pulled him. No questions asked. No one would have asked any questions if they pulled him. Everyone on Twitter that cared about it knew what was going on. Yeah. They shouldn't have put him in the situation where the worst possible thing as he's apologizing could happen, which was someone hits does something that has to be commented on. Um. The other uh, thing, I, 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 go bet, ahead. I bet how that conversation went was, Tom, do you want to apologize? You're, you're done, and he's like, well, can I at least apologize? And they're okay, probably like, yeah. yeah, go ahead, apologize. You need to apologize. I don't know, I bet it went more like this. Tom, you said something pretty offensive. You got to apologize on there. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? And then he <laughs> gets out there and does that. <laughs> That's probably more realistic. <laughs> but then he, okay, then so he, what then he just, did he? Drop so, the bad okay. word, and then so, what so this, have to apologize. This is where it needs context. The Reds were playing the first leg of a seven-inning doubleheader that night because of COVID. They had all their games canceled prior to it for like the last three days. So this was the first game back. He says it in the middle at some time during the first game. Twitter gets oh, a hold okay. of it between games, and in the second game, he broadcasts, I think, until like the fifth inning of seven innings. And then he gets pulled. And in the middle of it, he's like, Jim Day will be taking you the rest of the way. And then I said some things tonight, blah, blah, blah. And there's a drive to deep left field by Castellanos. And it's a 4 nothing ball game. Drive deep to right field. And that's a 4 nothing Reds ball game. I don't know if I'll play back again. Okay, so that night was one of the great nights to be on Twitter if you have Twitter and you're watching something live and you're just watching it like fall out in real time. Because you can see it happening on Twitter where everyone's gathering steam and he's obviously going to get some repercussions. And then as you're watching the Reds game, he just cuts into like the saddest face I've ever seen a person have on air. Where he, So I think his apology was genuine. I think he was in a bad spot. And the, the clip on Twitter was cut up in a way that didn't put the first part of his apology out there. The first part of, apo- of his apology was, I want to apologize to anyone I've offended. But where Twitter cut it off was... I want to apologize to my bosses. I want to apologize to Fox. And it made it sound like yeah. he was first paying attention to the people that pay his checks. That's disingenuous. Oh, I, I didn't catch it that way. I mean, you only have so long you can put a Twitter video out there. I just thought it was funny. I had no idea how long it was going before the thing because I didn't watch it live. All I know right. is at some point in the middle of him apologizing, he announces a home run was hit. Yeah. <laughs> show called it, the Levitard Show called it the saddest home run call in baseball history. It, well, then he, but he also, like, to be critical of the apology, like he immediately went to like, you know, I, I, I like to believe that I'm a man of faith. A deep Christian. It's like, okay, so what does that have anything to do with you hating another group of people? Because clearly either A, your faith teaches that, or B, I don't know what faith he is. Either A, your faith teaches that, and that's okay, or B, your faith, um, you, you aren't really a man of your faith or, or whatever. I'm like, what? I don't even see how this is relevant. Like, just fucking apologize and man up to it that is your bad. Like, Again, and, that, like, and that's again why I think Fox put him in a bad spot, making him or having him apologize on air. I hate the, the one faith, thing. The faith I, thing's a cop out. I hate when people fucking do that too. It's true. a cop out. I think he just pulled from that because he had two seconds to think about what he was going to say. He was told to do an apology and he had to do it right then and there. 
So you probably just pulled from wherever. I mean, that'd be a tough spot to be in to have to have that discussion on air after you're nervous as hell because you just realized that this thing went public and, and didn't just, know, you know, you just, you just called a game and a half until this is, has just, happened. So well, you just had the worst moment of your life and it happened in public. Yeah. And then you had to, deer, you, you issued like a, an apology. Deer in the headlights. And I has to come on air and give an apology. Yeah. So since then it's been a week or two, right. Since it happened. Too. And he's still suspended indefinitely, right? He, he's not yes. actually fired. I saw <laughs> well, that he's cut off from NFL. Yeah, yeah he, which he I'm was fired from. For. I don't think he's that bad of a broadcaster for the NFL. <laughs> I don't is, like him in Reds games. But. Is Chris I, Collinsworth next? Like, can we get him? Hey, whoa, that on the dude. No. If we're getting any commentator done, Joe Buck needs to be done with. What? what? No. I can't stand What, what are you? I like no. Joe Buck. God damn it. I hate Joe his Buck's voice. Joe Buck's fine. He's no, no Chris Collinsworth. disgusting. Chris, Here's what is guy. wrong with Chris Collinsworth? Here's a guy. Okay, he He's says that all the time. I, ah, this I, is a lot of Cincinnati hate on this podcast. Is all that is? <laughs> no, I, I am. I don't like Chris Collinsworth because of his obsession with the the star players, and he can't get away from it. Like it was Aaron Rodgers for five years, and now it's Patrick Mahomes. Like I can't listen to him talk about those guys. Because he just is on his knees for him. It's sure. it's cringy. I I turn it down or mute when Chris Collinsworth is on. And yeah, I so so what did you do for John Gruden when he was on ESPN? Because it's they're basically the same person. They they love every nah. player ever. I could have seen John Gruden. Was more, it was more humor. Yeah, he needs to commentate everything. If it was Gruden and Madden oh. commentating the game, I think that would be Jesus hilarious. Christ. I do wish John Maddox could come back, but not John Gruden. I tell you what, man, this guy, I can't. <laughs> Little bopping it, there he goes. Spider two wide banana. That was Frank Caliendo. Spider two wide banana. That was Goo so, doing so Frank Caliendo doing a John. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Ty, is is Tom gonna come back then? Like, no, what, Tom will never. Tom will never broadcast for the Reds again. One because he said what he said, and two because the fans actually didn't like him. Tom, so Tom I, I did read an article that he he went to Billy Bean, who's openly gay, yeah. and talked about that. And he reached out to the LBG, LBTGQ or whatever uh, community in Cincinnati, and they were accepting of it. Well, and he did I mean, a, a formal apology afterwards, and it sounded like he's on the right track to come back for the Reds. That's good. I, I, and I hope. It, I hope. But... I'm I'm glad that he's taking those steps, and I'm glad that the community as a whole was accepting of his apology and trying to help him see what he did and why that was wrong. I still don't think he'll ever broadcast for the Reds. I mean, yeah, if let's I'm move on the to uh, broadcasting organization, I'd be like, all right, you're fired. He's now cleaning up his rep- uh, reputation so he can go get another job somewhere else. So now if you're sure. a smaller organization looking for – because he does got a good voice. So if you're just looking for yeah. a voice of something, you can take him. Yeah. And he's only on the Reds because of his dad, right? Like because Basically, of Marty. I mean, I don't, he, yeah, I don't that's – no, that's what I was going to say is Tom's lived off his reputation of his last name for a, a, a long amount of time, and that ran out, and he just lit it on fire and yeah. dumped gasoline on it. So there's a show on IFC called uh, Brockmire for any baseball fans that like the commentator voice uh, by from Hank Azaria. Basically a shit show of a broadcaster. Everything that happened that night was basically an episode of Brockmire, but well, we're going we're gonna to move on to the other part of this. How course. much do you think it would we cost to get too much time him to do Tom. an ad read for us? Who, Tom well, Brenneman? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh shit! Because that would be a great fucking ad read. And can we try to throw a bunch of f words in there? Not the yeah. actual f word, but just like but other just like F-words. really similar, like, like alliteration figs? of f words. Well, figs. there's a, there's an there's an English there's an there's an English uh, brand of sausage that are called that word. And <laughs> well, yeah, they they call their cigarettes fags as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, well, I know the context, but still. Uh, it's just a word. It's the matter of the context you use right. it in. Time. Yep. Right. So, nah. all right, let's go on to, to Bryson DeChambeau. There's not going to be much uh, here, I think, but he's just a big Brit- jack dude that golfs. Yeah, he's just got jack and plays golf. Like, what's the problem? No, Brin- the pro- Brinsley Chambliss. Brandy Chambliss. <laughs> no. Bryson, here's the thing. He is – I'm an, I'm an engineer, so, so in theory – and I'm a huge golf guy. But in, so in theory, I should I should love the guy, right? I like that he that so, he uses analytics and physics and and tries to use a lot of these hardcore science based principles, like scientific method, even how he does things like uh, you know ap- approach uh, each shot. You know, he his factors in certain things and and he does it in a way that's never been done before. So you, you would think that I like him, but instead I just find him the most insufferable person to to watch on camera ever. Can I can I add the baseball version of that to this conversation, Trevor? Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Yes, on, I thought the same thing. I had that written down. He's the Trevor Bauer of golf. Yes, every on paper, on paper, everything about Trevor Bauer and Bryson DeChambeau I should love, because like Jordan said, from an analytical side of things, yeah, that makes sense, and that's probably how I'd approach it too. But for some reason, it just kind of irks everybody when he comes in with his his track man and his. He's swinging as hard as he can. He's trying to get exit velocity of his ball off his driver of 200 miles an hour. He's basically breaking his club every time he swings. It just throws people off. So, uh, all right. I think so most jealous people, of a big guy playing golf, you know? Just like so most you. people, when he John talks Daly. about that, when he talks about that to most people, they, they just listen to it and that's it. But when you get someone like Jordan listen to it and going in depth into what he's saying, and Jordan finds out that he's wrong – that's what triggers him. So I, I feel like there there takes a level of intelligence to fully understand what he's saying in his interviews and when he's explaining things about golf and when he's inaccurate with some things that he says. And there's, and there's a lot the of times thing. and there's a lot of times where he is completely accurate. I mean, or or, or is it's fine. But like, I mean, if, for instance, the coefficient of restitution thing, he. He talks about the coefficient of restitution. Okay, that's fine. Basically, means like you know when a golf ball, which is elastic, and the in the 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 flag that can be modeled as elastic, it's the velocity in versus the velocity out. So once it hits, uh, once it's uh, going towards the flag stick and hits the flag stick, versus the velocity when it travels back away from the flag stick, that's coefficient of restitution essentially. But like he's he, is he trying to say that and he's like trying to act like he knows exact coefficient of restitution of all these flags and and the system dynamics of these flags like okay you you don't i mean you can kind of guess like you kind of know which flags are stiffer just from experience but are you telling me that you know the exact coefficient of restitution and the speed at which your ball well, you... can't be going in order to for it to make more yeah. sense for you to no. pull the flag out versus not pulling the flag up no so shut the fuck up and quit trying to act well, smart no, because you don't I, have the data on I don't, that. I don't like that it most assumption most science is based off assumptions so he's just assuming a range for coefficient of restitution i'm going to defend bryson here he's just guessing that it's going to be this or this within a margin of error and if it's outside of that he'll be fine he, i don't need to know the exact 
like location of something to say i don't know well then I'm don't fucking to say the words say coefficient of restitution if you're not measuring well something. that's what it is i get it i get what you're saying but like you, you know what i'm you know what i mean though if he, if he wants to try to dive into this and try to be the nerd and and do all the other shit that he's that he's doing and so, going by well, the numbers. Hold on. So then he he's gonna so, come out here and say that like oh well certain flags uh, that's past the cutoff of coefficient of restitution. That's the type no, of shit no. that he says. And it's like okay, well, let me see your numbers, oh, then, man. Okay. Like oh, if, so he's that, actually, if you're gonna he's be a, that guy. So he's actually said that before. Like this flag said, is like, different oh, than that. Greater okay. than this number of, of okay or anything. But he acts like it's a cut and dry. Like I, I watched him on a, on an interview where he was like kind of getting. Ripped for, well, not ripped for, more like questioned, like, oh, what's that? Like, because people are latching onto it. Well, it's like, it's like, dude, okay, you can, you can, it's like he's trying to act like he's really, you know what I mean? Like, trying sure, to act like I, he's, I get he knows that. what he's saying. And he, he I think, does. I, I think mean, he's it's, not dumb. I think it's good. I think it's good that he's getting this kind of like thought process, though, out into people's hands rather than, I don't want him to be vilified for having a thought, like a way of thinking no. and using these terms. That way people understand somewhat what those terms are. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, uh, he's that guy that uh, I don't even know. I have too many inside references that, I, that I'm not even going to say. Um, but you could probably guess who <laughs> I wanted to bring up. But, um yeah anyway he's just I, I just find him ins- insufferable like and then you and then you add on top of that you have like his totally psychopathic like uh the ants thing where there's like three ants on the ground and he tried to get relief from an anthill and it wasn't that like was an anthill at all and then like they're, like this is in a span of a couple of weeks where the out of it, the ball was out of bounds and he was like being a complete asshole to the rules official trying to say that, you know, like, well, is it actually in bounds? And the guy's like, yeah, it's like clearly out of bounds. Like it, the ball, like, and they had million camera angles on it. It's not even close. There's no reason he would, he should even be questioning it. What was the other one? Oh yeah. He told like camera people to like get out of his, like to, to not show him when he's only in a bad light. It's like, dude, you're a fucking golfer making millions of dollars. That's what we watch for. We watch your good. He, yeah, we watch your was- bad. We don't really he care was upset when you make that he a par. Was, he was upset when he was being – he made a, like a bogey or something, and he was upset that the cameraman was like really close to him. And he said it was bad for his brand. Well, you know what's bad for your brand is harassing a cameraman for doing being his job. Yeah. I mean, and to his defense, though, the more popular players, you only see their highlights. You know what I mean? Sure, like, but we're – that's I not mean, true. You see meltdowns. Everybody has meltdowns. Bit, if someone have a, if someone snaps a club, you're gonna see it no matter no matter what. But if like if someone has a bogey on a hole that's like a pretty big fan favorite, they might not show that. They might show his next four birdies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I don't like know. on a highlight reel. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I was I was a little biased to Schindler's opinion of of Bryson before I looked into this. And honestly, if you put him in like next to five other golfers that are up and comers or aren't that popular, I wouldn't be able to pick out who he was. I I had he's no the big, clue. He, well, Drew, he's the biggest one he's in just, the lineup. Yeah, he's just the, <laughs> well, he's the linebacker at <laughs> golf. Now he is. He's <laughs> not even that big. He like gained seventeen pounds. He said I I That's saw forty. Him say so in twenty pounds of muscle and forty total pounds. Well, he'll be the one wearing the Arnold Palmer cap, I think. Right, Arnold, not Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I know who he is now after watching some interviews, and I I didn't get any like bad vibes off his interviews. I thought he was fine and and as pretty normal. I didn't. I didn't see him come off as the villain that he's portrayed to be. He. It's not but, that he's a. I don't know. It's not that he's a villain. He's just very easily hateable. Like he's not a malicious guy. Like he's not Patty Reed. Like uh, Patty, that, Patrick Reed. Who's is, that? 
is the only guy that you actually like can literally go out there and hate because he's gig- like an actual asshole to other people. This guy is just fucking annoying and insufferable is the only way like I can really describe it. Like his him wearing a Hogan cap to him, all these little quirks Hogan, that he has. Him him signing his his name backwards left handed like Leonardo da Vinci just because just why not? Because he wants to be that fucking guy. What other what other things he's got? Oh yeah, in high school he rewrote his physics textbook just because like and he had to like tell everybody about it. That's the thing. It's like it's one thing to do some of these things, but it's it's another thing to be like LeBron and have to tell everybody so, about it because you need to get credit for it. Like, that's, it like, sounds like you and Bryson should be best friends. No, right? Like, I, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of jealousy here. here. I love Leonardo yeah. da Vinci, but I'm just saying, like, dude. I, I don't go around like telling you how much smarter and better at golf than you, and you're pissed about it. <laughs> I think uh, Schumer's <laughs> mad that he's he's not labeled the golf scientist and Bryson is. <laughs> so no, I mean, dude, he can have the title. That's fine. <laughs> he can have the crown. as Sturgill smartest say. golfer. Oh, All right, yeah. let's <laughs> move on to the last one real quick. We uh, Big Ten with with uh, well, we're back. We're back. Really good commissioner. We're not Big back. back. Nothing has happened. We're so back. <sighs> so the Ohio State was supposed to play in Illinois tonight, in which case we wouldn't be recording this. So for, well, yeah, that's guess, not happening. So, so to, to reference here. that, it's uh, September third for everybody listening. Yeah, Thursday, we're September third. But we flip flopped back and forth so many fucking times between all of the tweets, like Sir Yacht and all. Of I the love hype. Sir Yacht, but Jesus I'm sick Christ. of Sir Yacht, dude. I can't even handle it. And then the most recent one was with Trump meeting uh, commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren. What did he say? He said, okay, I had the tweet pulled up here. He's like, uh, I had a very productive conversation with Kevin War- Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football. Would be good. Great for everyone. Why, wow. is, the president, why is the president getting involved in that? Like, well, dude, he should no, not no, no, no. be there. Hold on. Let's let's real quick. I yelled. Sorry. The president's getting involved because Joe Biden that week released an attack ad showing an empty football field that said Donald Trump put us on the sidelines. Let's get America back back in the game. That's why he said something to Joe Joe Biden and been like, that's beneath me. Go talk to the colleges. Hold on. You've watched for the last four years. Do you know who the president is? Have you ever said the words (laughs) that's beneath me? Like, how how are we at the point four years into this guy's presidency where we don't understand how he works? Why is I'm just everyone? Saying, I'm just saying, as a normal human being, and if I was the president, well, no, 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 he's not a normal human life, being. And you're dude, like, you're saying, dude, you're saying rational things. Okay? Yes, you like, have to realize that there's a lot of irrational thoughts that's going and, on. And, and Aaron, 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 to be ahead. completely, <laughs> to be completely honest, it's it's in his best interest. I know it's in his best interest to get the back. Midwestern vote back on his yeah. side. Because if he comes in, like Superman is like, I got you guys football back. I'm still going to be like, you're an orangutan. I'm not voting for you. But oh, good job. Uh, Aaron's whole view on Trump right there is is the whole like media's view on him for the last four years. They haven't learned anything to realize that he's the same person. Like He hasn't changed. He says stupid things and does stupid things. It still frustrates me, Tyler. Okay? I still get mad. I I'm just saying, if you're shocked at this point, you haven't been paying attention. I guess to to ra- to wrap it up, because I I mean we don't need to spend too much more time on it. Is I think we're probably am I safe to say we're all fucking tired of the flip flopping of get my oh, hope, yeah. get my hopes yeah. up one second and then no immediately in the back of your head that it's really I've, for nothing. I've, I 
I gave yeah, up the second that they point. announced that they canceled the season. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to pay attention to all these tweets, and I'm not going to get my hopes up that it's going to come back. Let me know if it actually comes back and there's a schedule. But until then, I'm it's dead to me for now. Yeah, I need, a, I need a TV schedule. Once the maximum was closed, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Once the Mac was done, I just lost hope, and I haven't followed it whatsoever. Bring back the Mac. I mean, if you're going to have a league, I don't understand why you wouldn't have the smaller leagues try to get more TV time, but whatever. I have uh, one more thing just to wrap up the sports, this sports topic for our first topic. Um, it's uh, this league, Scotty Pippen just today. This is kind of funny. I saw this come over. Richard Jefferson tweeted a gif of Scotty Pippen. And he said, Giannis might be a Pippen there. I said it. He needs his Jordan. And so then Scotty Pippen quote tweets it. He goes, I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back league MVPs. He will in a matter of days. And he's not me. The question is, who are you as a player? Crying face. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank you, Scotty Pippen. Richard Jefferson roasted. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. That's funny. Hashtag this league. Let's crack them. Crack the beers. Topic numero two. Neuralink. Oh, Elon Musk. He's at it. Back at it again. Back yeah. at it again. No, so, I, mean, I don't know if you guys what? have checked, but there's a Neuralink.com, and this is a pretty sick website. I'm not going to lie. I'm it's it even right potentially a pretty fire website. It's got graphs. It's got, like, big words broken down for dummies telling you exactly what's going to happen, what it does, like, how your brain works. And so I was reading over that today. I'm not going to be... And I think even Elon Musk has said this. I'm not going to be the first person to the door, but eventually I'm probably going to be through that door. That's how I want to do it. You won't be an early adopter. You'll let all the bugs get worked out. Yeah, I'm not going to be the guy that there's like a software bug to where like my arm switch or something. You know what I mean? I try to move my left, my right arm switches or something. But but you're on board with getting it at some point. You're going to have to get it, Ty. Like let's say uh, (laughs) 50% of the world has it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Super dumb. Why, why do you want it? Go into the points on well, why you Well, let's, let's slow down for the, people, what is for the people that don't know. Right. What okay, is yeah. yeah. So Neur- Neuralink is basically what he's going to do. is going to cut a little hole in your head, and he's going to attach some electrical probes to certain connective like, parts of your brain to stimulate your... the coin. Yeah, to stimulate your brain in certain areas to increase intelligence uh, and memory is basically how he says it at least on the website, they don't really go over what areas of intelligence or what areas of memory are going to increase just that you'll have increased memory and intelligence. And that's, and, like, the long, that's like the long-term, like, what they want to do with it. But, like, for short-term yeah. right now, what they're trying to Yeah, they're going to fix is, some diseases and stuff. Yeah, like neurological disorders, diseases, things from injuries. Yeah, blindness, uh, deafness. So, I mean, they literally, like Goose said, drill out a piece of your skull. And it's like, well, it's like... And inductively, I was watching a video on it, and inductively charged, so think like your Apple Watch, where you like have like a little magnetic thing that just yeah, you clicks lay, on there. You got to lay your head yeah. on the charger at night. <laughs> and then it's got like a six-axis IMU, temperature sensors, <laughs> pressure sensors. The thing's like, you know, rigged up. It's quite, it's quite ridiculous. Like, um, but yeah, like, like the short-term things for like neurological disorders, and then... Uh, long term is basically going to make us all cyborgs, where we can have. I was just going to say, human enslavement, hive mind. You're you're a drone. 
but even like before that, like you have a higher, he always talked about having a higher bandwidth of communication, like typing on your, on your cell phone. Like when I want to text you something that takes time and effort for my fingers. And then immediately Instagram is like a newer thing, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. just uploading a picture and a picture's worth a thousand words. So, uh, you can immediately communicate something else in a picture kind of a thing and have different meaning with it. And then his, his idea is, you know, this, you could eventually communicate with this. I I don't even, it's hard to even imagine what he means by that. Or if he just means inputting information into a, like, instead of me texting you, I'm, my brain's just saying it to you basically. And you, you're reading my brain. Like, I don't yeah, think that's kind of a weird thing. All the future. Cause when he talks about sometimes he does, he kind of just scatter brains. Cause I don't think he, yeah. there's a direct timeline. He doesn't know what actually the technology is. He's just getting to be the first one to the door. And the way to do that is to get with the diseases, get with the people with brain injuries. Cause if you go to someone that's like, that can't walk for whatever reason, you're like, if I put this in your head, you're going to be able to walk. I'm taking that. There's no way I'm not going to take that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, the long-term goal again is I think to be able to, to speak to other devices with your brain. So it's, it's like sending the signals to, for something to turn on, to change the channel to like, whatever. It's just I mean, going to be a thought that you, you have. Maybe or, but he's, he's also it's, saying it's going to stimulate certain connections of your brain. So like, have you ever seen yeah. that, um, what is that movie? Limitless, where he takes the pill and he unlocks like. Is that the one brain. where he becomes limitless? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's <laughs> an office reference. It's an office yeah. reference. I know. All right, but uh, but anyway, so he gets the like that's <laughs> what's gonna happen. He's gonna get the brain stimulated in certain areas, so you'll be you'll be smarter. Yeah, it, but he he talks about like curing uh, unhappiness and taking away pain and and uh, having a solution for anxiety and depression, things like that yeah. that he can control with that bit as well. Yeah, there's all, it, all the mental illnesses. And, you know, it increasingly, increasingly sounds more and more like a Black Mirror episode. And quite, <laughs> hey, quite hey. honestly, it is a... Yeah, foreshadowing for sure, but it eventually... It is a Black Mirror, Mirror episode where they record yeah. every everybody's, like, memories. <laughs> Everybody who has this device, they get their memories recorded, and you can download them to a new body, that type of shit. Like, what the fuck? The entire history no. of you is the name of that episode. Yeah. And it doesn't do that. It only records certain segments, and they only last for a certain period of time, and you had to save them into, like, a file if you wanted to keep them. Yeah, in that episode, but I'm just saying, let's extrapolate this a little bit. Right, know, right, right. What you can actually do with it. Dude, so, what I want to uh, be able to do with it is be smarter than all you turds and start making no. a lot of money. Here's what happens with Dude, that. You might Every- need about ten of those. But Everyone I don't need ten of those. I can just be. I could get to like a where I. How dumb I am now. If this amplifies my intelligence by a hundred, I'll get to Bill Gates, and I want to okay. get there before the rest of you who are already close to Bill Gates get past me. See what I'm saying? Can I? So I need to can come I interject. Up. Can I interject something? What happens when we all, all four of us, have the same intelligence because of this thing? What do you mean? Then we're all just smarter. Type like. No, but if everybody's smarter faster. than it, we, but if everyone's smarter. You don't stand out for me. Correct. So who's the dumb person then? Whoever, whoever you know, doesn't have it. The the. And we have this, have, haven't we had this conversation before where we were talking about if there's all smart people, then who are the dumb people to do the dumb people jobs? I mean, if you took uh, if you took us now and you imp- you put us into medieval times, we're fucking geniuses. Like right. this this goes just, back to old time saying: Do you want to be the dumbest in the smart class or the smartest in the dumb class? The dumbest in the smart class. 
is what you want no. to be. Yes, you do. You always want to be the dumbest well, sure. person in the room. <laughs> it's a great model to live by. You want to be the dumbest guess, person in the room. Yes. What do you mean you guess? guess? If I'm the dumbest person in the room, it's just going pretty good, okay? Well, maybe not, but it's going okay. If you're, if you're the least athletic in the room, then things are going pretty well. All right, I'm so... the least athletic in the room? You call me a superstar, Ty? Thank you. All right. So, uh, recent news with the Neuralink things. I mean, this has been going on for a while where we've been trying to do this, but... Recent news is he did like a little demo where he you know, did like pig, right? yeah three little and he called it the three little pigs demo where he had one of the pigs had no device at all and then another one had uh, oh yeah it used to have a device but now it didn't and so he was demonstrating that it's like a reversible thing right so even though he, they at one time had a device for x amount of you know x period of time it's fully fine now it's just a normal pig. And then one currently had a device and he had like this thing rigged up. So that way it would like every time it's snout was stimulated to where it was like smelling and you know how they use their snouts for smelling, touching and like feeling food and all that type of shit. Right. Well, it had like every time, like it was like mapping the, the firing of the neurons and stuff. And it would like send out beeps and he would like display that. Uh, and like everybody was being able to hear this in this live demo. It was kind of cool. Uh, very gimmicky in Elon's fashion, let's say. But uh, then I mean, he's he, trying to get investors. Yeah, for sure. And then he had uh, like some, I don't know, whatever this guy, some neuroscientist, whatever, some doctor on there talk, saying, you know, hey, we're going to have our first clinical trials soon with like quadriplegia patients, tetraplegia, you know, from spinal cord, spinal cord injuries and, uh, you know, basically get it into a small number of humans. And then... Um, yeah, you know, he eventually wants to restore people's full body motion, you know, from these different neurological disorders. So, I mean, pretty cool shit, but I ultimately, I agree with you, Goo. It's it's essentially just a ploy to get into humans. Because, I mean, how else are you going to get into humans other than medical first? Yeah. So, that's the only way you're going to get it in there. And then, eventually, he'll be able to take over the whole world with it and read whatever's in mind. Yeah, he'll just flip a switch and we all become soldiers for him. I don't well, think that's Elon. Think about- if, if Elon Musk is leading this charge, I'm a little bit more confident where it's going than if, you know, someone else is leading this charge. If it were sure. Mark Zuckerberg, it would just be like, let me Arita. suck all of their brains out. So God, if it was Mark Zuckerberg, we would just be in lines to whoever the highest. We'd all be in line for McDonald's. We'd all be in line for Wendy's. Like, just wherever who's paying the most to get us there. Like that's well, what we're doing. Stuff. Elon yeah. always says it's not about who's first to it; it's it's who's best at it. So it's not out of the possibility that someone comes and zucks his technology and makes it better and uses it for malicious intent. I think you're going to be hard pressed to find the spaces that Elon is occupying right now. You're going to be hard pressed to find somebody to knock him off that top of the hill. Mm. Electric cars, the boring company. Spaceship. Well, all right. We're starting to see it with the electric cars, though, because there's been yeah. a handful of new companies he, starting up this year. And starting. I mean, he's, Lucid, he's doing it, though. Well, yeah, but Lucid just came out with their car that they uh, have. They've beaten Tesla's numbers as far as like yeah. uh, zero to 100 or whatever it can do in a quarter mile. Like they're making better than Elon. So he's there first, but other people are sitting back and and seeing what he's doing and taking it and, and yeah. going a step further. And I don't so want to get totally in, I don't, I don't want to get totally into the EV 
thing because I think that's a whole topic onto its own. And sure. I'd love to discuss it for all of us because I think there's a lot of cool nuance with you know competition and what the exist- existing players are. And I think we should probably do that one of our next episodes. But for sure, there's definitely some some people that are going to try to try to be uh, fast followers, let's say, and then um, you know but, do it better eventually, kind of a thing. So this started in like 2016, I think the the co- Neuralink company was founded, and they're to the point now where basically if a pig snout touches something, it's it's reading that reaction. I mean, this is probably 20, 30 years down the road for doing some very basic functions i mean it's just it's just the start right now and we're just i mean he had the whole public video and it's out there in the public's eye now so that's why we want to talk about it because it's interesting on what it could be lex friedman and others are saying like one to two years this is like where this is like a legit product what i was reading patients the their biggest hurdle right now is trying to understand what maps to what because when you put like a whatever that e something like that see that net that they put on people's heads with all those like things so what that's reading is an area of your brain so that's just getting blurred they can just see the area but they don't know exactly what tiny little synapse or connector in your brain is actually sending that so this once they get it into people's brains and they get more data about like oh this is where it needs to go or this is what this means blah 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 then that's when it's really going to ramp up yeah, which is crazy because and and they're just going to use AI to just map all of that essentially. Oh yeah, like a neural neural networks, right? Like so. Yeah, these people crazy. that get it probably right off the bat are going to have to come in weekly to get data like uploaded from their head to, to so this AI can just like ant map this shit out. It's fucking crazy. The fact that we're There's here no right way. now. You'll just connect your brain to Wi-Fi and you'll upload it that way and you'll download the newest update just like a Tesla does. I, I, maybe eventually, I don't think these first ones are going to be able to have that. No. I know. Dude. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just shitting around. Me, you're like sitting here and you're like, no. oh, shit, I got to, hang on guys, I can't talk, I got to update. <laughs> it's like progress bar comes across your eyes and you're just like, okay. Some, somewhere it. in his grave and in the depths of hell, Ted Kaczynski is like screaming. Yeah, and I'm not getting this thing in, in my head. There's no Ever? way. No. no, I agree. You guys are never getting it. No, I don't be... want it. Dumb, I don't. Dumb choice. I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> not to not to steamroll Drew's point here. I don't want LASIK either. I got LASIK, bro. It's LASIK's great. <sighs> Ty, I, I've had LASIK Ty. for four years. Okay, I want I... more augmentation. Is what I want. <laughs> <out of LASIK. laughs> right now, okay, I want to get my legs off. I want robo legs, maybe a little robo arm here. You want there. some Oscar Pistorius little pole little yeah, tink tink paperclip legs? That stuff, dude. Take a step back. <laughs> that, that's that's a good comparison though, because when LASIK first came out, people were skeptical and didn't want the thought of you know lasers on their eyes. Well, it anything. wasn't it wasn't lasers at that point. It was gears. YouTube it. There's like mechanical. Well, things that would cut your eyelid open or your I don't know whatever that thing back. is. That they still back. do that. By so, the way, it's a knife well, that goes like, in and cuts your slit. Yeah. And then it lasers, it lasers down your cornea to make it even or however it needs to be shaped so, you're, so you can see correctly. Yeah, my but eyes work that, just good, just fine with these. That, so. That's a scary thought at first. And then it happens to so many people and you find out it's safe. And now right. it's just a... Uh, two-hour trip to the eye doctor wherever you go to get LASIK. 30 minutes. You're, dude, you're in and out. Literally, you walk in there, you sit down, they put some eye drops in your eye, you go back, you lay in this machine, and you just feel like a puff in one eye, and then you hear like a machine. 
All right, then moving to the next eye. Puffing that eye, a little hearing machine, and then you stand up, and you can't see, and it feels like the worst water boy whatever poke, double poke in the eye you've ever had in your life for like two hours, but then after that, you can see fuck. So, but that's eventually what this could turn into is that it yeah. happens to so many people and then they're, they're more likely to go in because just, it's just a quick half hour surgery. I mean, yes, but just, I, that, I, yeah. I would, Bolt. but the, the thought behind this chip, I'm so against boring a hole into your skull is just going to become as common as LASIK. That's kind of crazy. I hope that this is a readily available technology. What? Readily available technology. <laughs> No, no, I was gonna. I was interrupting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We lost. He froze. No, I didn't. I was just being. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I wasn't questioning your phrasing. Go ahead. That sorry. was pretty good. No, so I hope not like now, but I hope like we're all in a nursing home together and like we're just you know dumb in wheelchairs. And I hope I, I'm immediately signing up for this. I hope I get it and I can just walk out of there, double burden you guys as you're all dementia out of your minds. Well, by the time that timeline is really flawed, but whatever. I mean, right now, if I get it now, with I'm going to be shitting on you guys so hard. It won't even be with funny. advances in modern technology. There's no reason to think that I can't live to be 200, 300 years old. Have you ever seen that TED talk about that? Ty, you're not going to live that No, I was, quote, I was quoting Talladega Nights. Oh. Scientists have said that the first person to live 120 has already been born. I believe that that person is me. Guess. No, I mean, it's, par- it's Parks and Rec, but I can't think of what his name is. Chris Trager. Uh, Chris Trager? A- Chris Trager, yeah. Very bad impersonation. The, the cadence was right, though. You didn't say literally. Literally. I mean, that would... My body yeah, is like more... a microchip. Literally, one grain of sand can ruin it forever. You guys are automating it too much. He's like more personable than that. He just pauses. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think uh, anybody else have anything else on Neuralink? Or are we are we pretty much set that uh is going to be the first victim to this black It's Europe one, four, three against right now yeah. for Neuralink, I think is a tally. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible Hardware. Aura Paint by Benjamin Moore. Simply the best paint you'll ever use. Save $7 per gallon at Audible Hardware. Now through September. AudibleHardware.com Oh, that was super short. How much is fucking paint? If I'm saving $7 a gallon, how much is it paint to begin with? If you would have asked me right now how much a can of paint would have cost, I would have been like five bucks. I have no, I have no realm. <laughs> I have no realm how much paint costs. You got a lot Apparently, to learn. You got a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, you got a lot to learn. I mean, Shiplap. I don't need to buy fucking paint. Boo, goo pies is shiplap uh, pre-painted. Yeah, it's pre-painted. Ty, come on. Looking up online, the average of aura paint is around thirty-five per gallon. Oh my god! No. Oh, that's yeah. For a gallon, it's seventy-two. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. For a gallon of paint, it's seventy-two dollars. It, it yep. is. Uh, it's different than most paint. I think it includes like primer. It's like one coat covers it all. You don't have to do two coats. Like you could do white over top black. One coat, it's done. All right, my my apartment is nine hundred square feet. Just ballparking this, how many gallons are on the wall? One, uh, two. Two gallons depends. Two hundred, yeah. almost two hundred dollars worth of paint are on the wall. <clears throat> 140 minus $14 uh, if you buy it out of the hardware. 
Wow, paint's uh, paint's more than I thought it was. I'm not painting All the right. walls. Fuck it. Well, <laughs> bear, bear drywall. Use uh, or paint. You don't have to paint as much. All right. Topic number three is iOS 14. Basically, and specifically about it is it's a security slash privacy game changer. Some are saying. Um. I guess if I the, the the whole crux of it is I am just going to quote an article here is um, Apple's making it harder for companies to track people's data across their apps. So uh, what I guess what is it here? Apple intends to prevent apps from tracking users using their unique device identifier or IDFA. And without their explicit permission, that is. Right. So that's something that Facebook's audience network uses to uh, personalize their advertising in their third-party apps. So basically, a lot of these apps are already tracking this and using it. Each unique device has an identifier, and they know mm-hmm. that, and they have it in their database, and everything that everything that that person's doing is that. Am I understanding this correctly, Gu? Yeah, yeah, you're understanding this correctly. I will say though, this will not, from what I'm understanding will not be turned on. So like when Facebook released that article and they're like, oh, 50% of our business is going to crash, I don't think this will be turned on by default. I will, but it's what Apple is saying is they'll give you the option to block apps if you so choose to. And and it will have like a little light up there by your like uh, Wi-Fi signal to let you know something is using your camera right now or something is using your microphone right now so it's just a way to notify you they're not necessarily going to turn i don't think turn it off by default but i do think it's a good ploy to apple because there's a lot of people on android because you can download apps to block other apps to get people to switch to apple so i think it's more of a marketing ploy than really they're concerned about privacy yeah so i i had two questions pop up so a, if you're on Android, this doesn't apply to you whatsoever, and they're still doing what they normally do, correct? So the basic vanilla version of Android, I think, yeah. it's. But I won't be surprised after reading this, Android quickly puts something together. But I'm pretty sure there's already stuff for the Android that can block your privacy certain ways, and I don't think that's readily available on the iPhone. Not sure about that, but I'm pretty confident. So, so question two is... Does this mean Instagram ads are done? No. No, I think you'll still, like, you have to turn this on. You have to go into your iPhone and be like, I don't want things recorded anymore, or I don't want whatever recorded. But but Facebook owns Instagram, so their their audience... Yeah, yeah. so if you turn this on, like, let's say you you bought a fresh new phone, and has so it has a new ID, and you've never googled a product before i've never googled like beer koozies before right and you turn this on and you block all these apps and you start googling or doing whatever for beer koozies you're not going to see i don't think that beer koozie as like you would if you don't your current version and google beer koozies there there still could be ads on the app but they won't be directed towards the user for things that you previously searched or are interested they could be directed towards the user in other ways they'll have to get more creative because those IDs are, are – the way I understand it is the ID of your device, so your phone where you do most of – a lot of your browsing and whatnot mm-hmm. 
is also attached to your, your Google account and is attached to all these different accounts, right? And so those are all basically communicating. Now you've taken out the ID, but they still know a lot of your account information for the most part in some of these yeah. instances. So like if you click on an ad in Instagram, it knows your Instagram account and it knows it knows what other things that you clicked on and says, okay, what else is like this or what do I think that this person also might be interested in? So you're still going to get targeted ads. It's just not going to be – you know how we all we all we all talk about we all talk about because uh, of Apple. You know, you you say something and immediately it pops up, and you're like, I swear I've never Googled it or whatever. Yeah. It, when in reality, yeah. it's probably some maybe there is some listening going on, but also that's the whole point of machine learning is that it can predict what you are actually interested in based on similar data. So. I think it's going to scale back some of that. So th those ads aren't going to be quite as targeted. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's not going to probably think like, it's not going to, it's not going to seem like they are reading your mind as much. I would say. Yeah. I, I, I'm what I'm, you're right. You still get targeted ads. What I'm hoping for is when I Google, like I've been doing this, like I Googled a, uh, like a nice computer chair and then the, the rest of the ads all last week were just computer chairs. Like, all right, maybe one ad can be a computer chair, but I'm just tired of every single ad being the same thing. Right. I've been running this little experiment where I don't – I pick something that I never Google search before. But I will bring it up in conversations purposely to see if I ever get an ad for it. And I haven't yet. And the thing is cookie cutters. I talk about cookie cutters like once a month on the phone. To who? Intentionally. <laughs> I, I, girlfriend, my, my He's mom. He's running like, these experiments on it. I just ha happen to bring up cookie cutters, and they know what I'm doing. Like it's, they're not like. How do you slightly interject cookie cutters into a conversation? All he has to do, Aaron, is say, "Did you, how 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 did you yeah, did I you just, like the cookie cutters that I got for cutters. your birthday?" I just say like, he just throws you know it. What? In. I really, I really yeah. want farm animals cookie cutters. And I'm just like waiting on that ad to pop up for like a cow cookie cutter. It's never happened, but it's still alive. I've gotten things like I was talking to, to somebody that I didn't have like a dentist down here in uh, the city I'm in. And literally the next day I get on Instagram and it was like, find a dentist in your area. I was like, okay, never seen a dentist ad before. And now it's telling me I can find a dentist. So that's weird. Ty, are you Bam. solving a Rubik's Cube? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear that. God. Yeah. Okay, Bryce. Hey, I didn't know that my mic. If was you want to good. come back down to earth, uh, there's a Rubik's cube documentary on Netflix. It's actually kind of cool to watch. It's a, it's awesome. It's really good. Actually, yeah. Ooh. it's pretty it short, but it is very good. It's like so, I My apologies to the listeners for hearing that annoying clanking so, of plastic. You started this off by talking loud. about how he thought it was kind of more of a ploy marketing wise um than it is like them actually uh caring about her privacy and i i i agree i agree that the um i think i think they're linked i think it's i think they recognize that it's 100 percent a thing that people will buy yeah pay um, extra for they will pay extra because they know that their device is more private let's say or they, they hold their security their data security in a higher uh standard but I don't necessarily – I wouldn't call it a ploy because ploy, a ploy would mean that they don't actually intend to like 
hold up on their end of the bargain. I think they are actually legitimately building infrastructure to help us out. And they think that that's going to differentiate themselves in the long term between someone like, you know, Google products, basically. So Android. And I don't think they're wrong. Like I, I, they've done this before. Like they've tried to market themselves out as a, you know, a more secure, you know, and, and they have, have pretty much always been that. Uh, but that's what happens when you kind of monopolize the whole chain, right? So if you wanted to build an app for Apple, it has to go through a shit ton of like layers of security. If you want to host a podcast on, on Apple uh, uh, things, like we, yeah, there's actually a review period before it actually gets posted. Uh, <laughs> it'll listen to me say uh, shit right here. Yeah, and it'll fly I mean, us as explicit. But uh, so, I mean, once you're on there, it's no big deal, but. Still, I mean, they, they have their whole ecosystem is is definitely uh, they run a tighter ship. Um, but, yeah, they're not they're not they're not completely. Uh, I was even the word. I don't know. It, there is they're getting something from this like, as as everyone does. Yeah, they're not completely altruistic. They altruistic. Are. Yeah, I mean, and all these uh, no matter what sector you're in, when one company, one one big company does something, the other ones follow. So, like, Apple is just the first to release this. I'm not surprised if Android and whatever come out very soon after with, oh, we also have a privacy toggle now. Like, it's... Absolutely. It, it's not going to be solely on Apple. And if it is, it's, it's not going to be that to that, to that To that... To that point, who cares that they have a privacy thing now? They they data mined us for the last how many years? Supposedly, so you can go to any um, anywhere that has mined your data. Like you could go to Facebook and there's some Tell them to delete your data. Yeah, yeah. You're like I want you to send me a copy of all the data you have on me and then purge your system of me. Oh, I don't. Oh, okay. You well, can I don't say that to it. any. I, yeah, you that I forget what act that was that got passed yeah. the few years back. You can literally go to any of those and purge them. Uh, watching from that connected TV series that's on Netflix, I'm going to kind of sidetrack here. One of the episodes talked about. I started that. It's like the project that. that, and one of the most egregious ones is actually like your your Tinder because it knows it can find out what mood you're in when you log on and how many times you swipe right or left. And like, so it starts to depict, Oh, that's weird. They sign on at, you know, 2 AM every Saturday night. Like <laughs> that's kind of weird. And they're What's swiping the right a lot at 2 AM. So like, they kind of know your what mood you're in at those times. And like, Oh, Monday through Thursday, they're not on or they're not engaging that much. So like they kind of can, and that uses your location, right? So it knows where you've been and what moves you're in in those locations. And apparently from that episode, it, it has all yeah, of your I, swipe I rights. So like the, you can go back and if you request the data, you can see, you can see all the... You got the 800 yeah. page report. Uh, yeah, I think we we'll talked about it, but I, this yeah. just goes along with the privacy thing. Yeah. And it, it like yeah. builds, like it's just one app alone from doing one activity can build a whole persona around you. It, it accumulates cause it doesn't really read your pictures, but it just like starts to build out a personality of you starts to build out how attractive you are. And it just starts to build out in certain hours of which days, which moods you're in. So if you could turn that off, that would be kind of crazy.
<laughs> it would be kind of crazy, but it should. Well, have been if, the if way no one's going to regulate it, like place. I'm, I'm all, if I'm if I'm working that company, there's no regulation on it. I'm going to get. I'm going to take as much as I yeah, can no. to build myself for better. I'm not doing it maliciously. Maybe uh, so f- much. No. Well, I mean, it, you could say yeah. you, you could just say capitalistically then. It's not malicious. You're just taking advantage. Well, yeah, but of I'm not going to like no specifically try to get this data from you to target one singular person. I, I'm looking at this as a collective to build, you know, oh, better right. learning to be like, yeah. oh, this person only swipes right on six feet tall people. Then I'm only going to feed them six feet tall people. Why would I even waste their time? You know what I mean? Like trying to get the most interaction with the app. Right. <clears throat> Which yeah. is which is kind of yeah. fucked because you're like literally dictating how that person's love life may or may not yes. happen yeah. if they are like very active on said social media, it's, it's, especially especially in the age of Corona. Well, I think like even one of those apps came out with like they're like, why am I not getting uh, attractive? why am I not seeing that like supermodel level girls anymore? I'm only seeing, you know, what I think are below my range. It's because it's built out what it thinks your attractive level is. And supermodels aren't swiping right on you. So it's not even going to show you them. It's only going to show you people in your league is the kind of crazy thing about it. That's so nuts and kind of disgusting. Hey, stop being ugly, man. Like, that's just... Holy shit. Kind of. I'm just glad that that never really hit me. I never... I, I, I missed that whole wave. I mean, we're we're basically... We're basically oh, just running sure. through a Black Mirror episode right now. We did Neuralink. We, we're, do, we're doing this targeted matching of people mm-hmm. for who yeah. they're... I mean, that was okay, an episode. So, I guess, to, um, let's, let's wrap this topic up. But yeah. before we do it, I, I uh, shared an article yep. from virtualcapitalist.com. And it says it was uh, how big tech makes their billions. So the first one we have Amazon with $281 billion in B, billion with a B in total revenue. And um, where's that? Hold on. What the hell? 50. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Insert Trump GIF. Uh, 50% of that is from their online stores. 19.2% of that is from third-party seller services. 12.5% of that is from AWS, Amazon Web Services. 6% physical stores. 7% subscription services, so Amazon Prime. And then 5% other. So, they, I mean, all in all, yeah, Amazon.com just makes a shit ton of money. But they have a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty fairly diverse I mean, AWS is great. My company that does high competing has looked at AWS, AWS because it's it's cheap. They give you a lot of reliability, and they have several servers across the nation. Like, it's good. Um, second one we have Apple at two hundred and sixty billion dollars total revenue, which uh, was you know twenty 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 billion That's... less than Amazon, which is actually Jeez. insane that Apple is at. I, I would have I would have guessed you know, Amazon dwarfed it, you know, if you don't follow the numbers. So, well, I, I get, I, really? well, I would have guessed that Apple would have been ahead of them because sure. just because they have all the it's, devices and everybody, it's that, but what you're thinking like if Amazon had that, if you're only thinking of Amazon as the website selling website, sure. If you would count their AWS system, I bet if you took that out, 
they're more competitive than you think. So they're just doing things behind the curtain. Okay. I, yeah. And yeah, I, I'm just, and looking, that, I'm just dude, now looking at this. If you just think about so Apple, I'll, I'll you buy up, but... a device one time every two or three years. That's it. It's if dumb. not more. And you got that one-time payment. Amazon, oh, think so... of how much people probably on average spend over the course of those two years. Well, I guess that's what Jordan's point is, though. Amazon's revenue is based on their online stores from selling stuff to you. Apple's yeah, revenue it's, it's is based all, on selling their it's iPhone. Literally, if you're looking at this chart he's sending you right now, I mean, it's I'm a breaking, lot of hardware. Yeah. It, that, you know how... Now imagine if App, Amazon had an iPhone that they sold you like they do their Kindle <laughs> yeah, Fires. So like, that no here's one why wants. it's a way, harder, a way harder feat. It's because it's an actual manufactured device. They're not just like saying, oh, here's a website for everybody to put their mm-hmm. goods on and for us to like be like a seller and shipper of yeah, goods. That's, that's a that's a lot different business model than fucking yep. actually manufacturing, designing, manufacturing software and hardware. And uh, so, I mean, okay, anyways, uh, yeah, 55% <clears throat> iPhone and then 17.8% services, cool. which is a new thing for them with the Apple Pay, Apple Music, Apple TV, mm-hmm. um, all that shit. Apple TV Plus or whatever I guess I would call it. Then you've got ten percent Mac. Uh, well, so if you're if you if you just want to lump this all up, it's twenty percent services, and then eighty percent hardware of any kind. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the other thing. So ten percent yeah. wearables here. So you've got AirPods and Apple Watches. And to, let's be honest, like there are so many people that have Apple Watches now mm-hmm. and AirPods. That's just going to grow and grow and grow, and the way that they're reduced, they're they're basically taking away the the uh, the port for your your headphones, or they already did, but then they're they're not even going to give you headphones anymore. So you're basically going to buy AirPods if you can afford them. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it's that's just growing. The wearables category is growing. So of course, no no uh, no surprise that Apple is just going to continue to fucking rock as a business. Um, moving on to Alphabet, which is, you know, Google, you got $162 billion in total revenue and 70% of that is advertising. So you've got via Google, Google maps, YouTube, Gmail, it uses all that data. Well, Apple play store, Google play store. You mean? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Google play store. Yeah. It uses all that data and it's all advertising. So and, and people paying for their search results to pop up yep. on top, and you yep, can right. you can see the ads now. They give yeah, you a little thing that says Google Ad, and when you yep. click on something, a lot of times if you watch your URL, it'll say Google Ad, and then it'll pop up to the next website that you're actually going to. So you're going through a third party thing through Google Ad, and that's straight and that's straight through Google, like Google services. But then they offer offer like this thing called Google Ads, which is like Google network members apparently like subscribe to this and that's only 13% of their revenue. Well, basically then, they're getting 83% mm-hmm. from a combined advertising of whatever kind. So they're literally all on ads. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to shit and, when you see Facebook's. And then there's Google other, which I don't even know is that looks like music home, whatever. Then there's 5% Google cloud. And then there's 0.5%, 0.4%, which is other bets, which is like Loon, which we've discussed, Waymo, their self-driving cars, Nest, smart home products, uh, 
wing drone deliveries and all that shit, in my opinion, is actually a ploy. Like what Goo has been mentioning, I think I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't phrase it in a negative way. Well, it's, it's as sim- Coach Kessler pointed out, I accidentally said deployed the one time. So <laughs> you were saying something <laughs> else, but uh, I'll wait to me point it out on but. air. Not so fucking. My high nope. school coaches can call me an nope. idiot, like they've always. Well, known it's not on this episode. It's co- it's 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 yeah. coming. It's coming. It's coming later. It's so, coming later in the night. Then so. we also have uh, Windows here or Microsoft. Sorry, not Windows. Um, and their total revenue is one hundred and twenty-six billion, which is twenty-six percent is Microsoft Azure. So that's like AWS. So they have they have quite a bit more of their uh, revenue is is from the the web-based kind of like data storage stuff. I, I mean, yeah, Azure, Azure we use at my work. So just to give you guys, if you don't, use we it, do too. Yeah. It kills it. They have, you can do like uh high level functions on there. They have Azure. I think it's actually called Azure function. They hold your database for you. I mean, they're doing, they're doing all kinds of stuff. You basically can be a full, if you, if you're thinking like, Oh, like um, I, I'll give nationwide an example just cause I'm like, I can see they're building. All their, you know, insurance data, where you would need server rooms after server room after server room, you no longer need that if you put on AW or on Azure, I'm sorry. And you can just, like, connect into it. You can get it any time. It never goes down because they have an East Coast, West Coast, and I think a Midwest section where there's several server bases. So Azure is – I didn't know Azure was killing it this much and watching, looking at this graph. It's absolutely insane. And so, and, and, and when you look at this graph as well, I'll, I'll read off the rest, but um, you'll see that Microsoft is very well diversified into a wide array of things. Um, and so even though their office products, so their yeah. office products are 25% uh, of their revenue. Which is mind-blowing. You thought that would be higher, right? You would have thought, but I mean, it's not 1995, you know? So I figured... I figured when I figured Windows right. would be higher though too because basically every business that does anything creative I mean, so well, many businesses every yeah, every so hardcore like numbers business of office use and, Windows uh, yeah and win- yeah Windows in general but right. the thing is they and well by the way Windows is sixteen point two percent gaming nine point one so you're talking Xbox there. Uh, Bing, is, so search ads is only six percent, which which I don't is even it's know just crazy. The who the yeah, who's using Bing, Bing right now? If you're the six percent people using Bing, you only use uh, Microsoft Explorer to do one thing: it's to go to, to Google and to download. <laughs> they Chrome. probably still ask Steve. They probably still ask Jeeves. Four point eight percent enterprise services. Not sure what we're going on there. Four point eight percent Microsoft Surface devices. And five percent LinkedIn. Yeah, they own LinkedIn. And two point four percent other. So let's add. Uh, let's just add what you call it. What TikTok to this, and then let's see where they go now. No, TikTok's going to be but, a huge breakdown. But no, what I think enterprise services TikTok's is dead. there is uh, Microsoft partners with a lot of startup companies, and it like kind of gives them credits to like. And then when these startup companies take off, they uh, buy them out. Um, so I think that's what the enterprise services is. It's it's kind of their investment sector. Interesting. The so I mean like Microsoft is very well diversified. I I used to own a decent amount of stock in them, and it makes sense why because all the businesses are like plugged in. That's why I always was like a big Microsoft Apple guy. But I mean all of these companies, I'm 
that we're reading are all fantastic investments if you look at the last <laughs> except for right now uh, they still they still one. been fantastic investment i mean there's a reason fang no no I, all those what you mentioned are great the one you're about to mention not great yeah so we've got we've got facebook right total <laughs> yeah, revenue I... 71 billion dollars and 98.5% of that is facebook ads Ninety-eight point five percent. What? How many billions of dollars is that? And the rest of it is payment. What that says? Uh, what do you? It's like sixty-eight. Some hold on, seventy-one times ninety-eight point five. That's about seventy percent. So it's it's, at least seventy billion. If you hold on, time out for a second. Seventy billion. Strip Google of so do. 30% 30% of 162 billion, Tyre. Oh my god. So 46, Google, 48, so you, you take away 70% billion. of Google's revenue, which is all of the advertising they get from their Google stuff. Their outside advertising, Google Other, Google Cloud, all these other things are still making them $46 billion, where, as opposed to Facebook's $71 billion. And all billion. of that is Facebook ads. This is just. Yeah, it's it, well, essentially 70 out of the 71 yeah. billion. It's 16, 69.935 I'm more curious about what they have in this payment and other fees that makes them $1 billion. Net fee from developers for using payment infrastructure, revenue from the de- delivery of consumer hardware devices, as well as revenue from other sources. So they do have like the that Google, whatever. Oh yeah, they have thing that, that they yeah, put the, in your uh, house Facebook, that you can talk to. Facebook, how was that? Is it portal? It's like portal. It's like port, portal. So they're making a billion dollars off that. That is a company on its own. <laughs> I know it's lumped in with other well, things. It's not not necessarily. There's also like a, that, but yeah, yeah. Fee from developers for using payment infrastructure. So basically, if you buy something right, off right, of Facebook, but still, that's a billion dollars. How many would it take to get to a right. lift? Yeah, what's the lift value, Dad? Uh, huh. Whip up the takeaways. Anyways, for us. I guess we need to do. Uh, I, I wanted to share that just because it was a very interesting little uh, infographic. But um, yeah, you had to tweet it out because it was maybe yeah, a little hard for the from listeners. Our, from our, let's, uh, let's let's tweet that. I'll tweet that out. Yeah, that's that segment. That segment <laughs> yeah, was Jordan Reed's numbers also, from pie charts. I'll probably drop it in as a link in the uh, in the description, description. As well of of the episode. So. There it's eye-opening, go. to say the least. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll moving into topic four. Let's crack them. Let's do it, boys. I'm, I got to get it. Hold on. That's, is, We're delayed not crack. Right time. No, delayed Gross. crack. Dude, that was, uh, that was a WAP beer crack if I've ever had one. Gross. That was loud. <laughs> that scared me. That's going to do something <laughs> to the car audio system. All right, so, so I think you guys screaming. Streaming movies at home is the fourth topic. But it's not even that. I thought we were going to it's, talk about yeah, movies that It's, it's that straight aren't... from production to yeah. streaming, no box office. Yes, that's, that's the topic. Oh, well, that's okay, confusing. so I missed the word new. Mm. No, just like movies going straight to streaming. I see. And they're not like going to the box office. For example. Yes. Or King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island, perfect example. Yep. And... Uh, 
I don't know. This like we we talked. This might be a short uh, a short topic, but that's good. Um, part of me, my my opinion comes from this. Part of me thinks like we're going to be missing out on the activity of actually going to the box office as consumers. Which, pe- I mean, watching a movie where it's meant to be seen in a theater when it's a loud action movie or you know, whatever it is, right? You can go to IMAX or whatever. I know you have to pay and whatnot. Uh, but I mean, that is a cool activity. It's a good date night. There's, there's, there's things, there's an experience there, right? You're watching it with other people. So you're kind of missing out on that. But then the other part of me completely doesn't give a fuck. Cause I just kind of want to sit at home and watch it <laughs> So <laughs> I'm, and watch and just drink a beer for cheap. Like, you know, like whatever. I, I think I'm on the other side of you here. Uh, I agree completely with that. Going out, uh, to movies is a, like a great date night and a great way to get out of the house. Uh, I love the fact, actually, that they're going to streaming. And most of these are, are going to be rentals. They're not going to be free, even if you have a premium subscription. Uh, like the Mulan going to Disney Plus, I think, is still going to cost money. It's like even 30 though, bucks. Yeah, even though you still have Disney Plus. So they're still going to make insane. their... insane. It's still going to make bucks their... bucks on top of your subscription. Yeah, yeah so they're still going to make your money back, their money from that. What I think is going to happen is I think you're going to see a lot of shitty movie theaters closing like you're gonna see a lot of those like five dollar movie theaters sure. you're gonna see a lot of the ones that kind of run down closing and what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot more of these kind of like amc type ones where it's a dine in and movie theater like the movie theater experience i think is going to be bougie as fuck now right because they That's gotta get you out if you if you can pay to get the 15 dollar movie at home why spend the gas to go somewhere to sit in a gross chair? You know what I mean? So I think they're going to become bougie as fuck. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to see what movie theaters start doing to make me want to go there. Embrace the, embrace the bouginess. I think you're right. Like yeah. I, I could see, sorry, Drew, uh, but I could see them like, like making different like sections, almost like booths. Right. So, you know, yeah. they have like VIP sections at certain like bars and whatnot. I can see them having like a booth where like they say, okay, you know, you can fit like six people in this booth. And boom, you know, you and a few friends come here. You have dinner, movie, and we just do it all here in your own little area. And they try to, they might try to get people so that way. It's what I was going to say. It's going to mold to the audience of the movie. So when you have a Disney Plus type movie, that's reeling in two or three kids in a vehicle, driving to the movie theater, having to deal with them in public. Like it's a whole process to go to the movie theater mm-hmm. with kids. So when you can pay 30 bucks just to sit at your home and watch it, that's convenient. It's going to thrive off that. Now, the date night scene, those bougie uh, movie theaters you're talking about, they're going to suit towards that. So it's going to be an point. experience to go yeah. do that. And I think drive-ins are going to thrive from this, too. Because Ooh, drive-ins are so sweet, though. That's Exactly, because it's the experience you get with the drive-in. It's, well, it's sitting outside, so, you know, and you kind of get that feel for other people around. But there's a lot of annoying things that come from movie theaters that mm-hmm. people just want to sit in their house and not have to deal with the asshole up in front that's laughing their ass off at things that aren't funny. To your point with drive-ins, like stand-up comedians are using drive-ins as yeah. places to perform just sets. Just went to Burt Kreischer's in Columbus. You saw Burt in Columbus? It, was, it wasn't as good as being in a, in a comedy club. Sure, because you're so far away from him. You lose the... Yeah. He, but, you lose all his, his – I mean, his thing is physical comedy because yeah. he's a fat, half-naked and, and, dude. Yeah, and all of his openers guys never been in a stadium before, so they kind of yeah. suck. Uh, he still crushed it. Don't assign track you. 
but yeah, the, the drive-ins. No, that's, yeah. that's all I was saying is, yeah, drive-ins are making a huge comeback because they were originally socially distanced. You had your car and that's basically who you were with. Yeah, I, I read a news article about a, a local drive-in um, that just put in money to go like build entirely new screen. So they, they see a foreseeable future with that investment. So I, and I, I think, I think, I think they need to figure out the audio thing. Well, so, so Eugene, uh, most of them, it's, oh, no. Bluetooth, yeah, yeah. it's on the radio. It's a, it's a low frequency bandwidth radio right. tower that most of them. Yeah. Have. But those were shitty when I went to, like when I go to, when I was a kid, when we went to like Vandell, the drive-in Van yeah. Wert, like that's what that's that's what I'm saying is they need to a, make it as high end as they can because it can't it shouldn't be that fucking hard. Well, like so to to get on your point there, I don't want to sidetrack us too much. It's going to be hard because then you have to have the outdoor speaker which they used to have, which you have to route run cables to, it, and that's too much. Where you used to clip you, it onto your car window yeah. and whereas stick it inside a, your yeah. If you just put up a tower, everyone's bringing a radio. You're in the damn car to begin with. Everyone's already got the radio, like. I don't think the sound quality is ever going to improve unless there's a major step forward in that technology. I, and I have a point to that. I so think Bluetooth is, this, though. The sound quality. No, Bluetooth can is, only connect one device on, to but, one thing. This right. is going to create a huge market for blue, or sound quality in someone's home. They are now going yeah, to the start theater. trying to make the movie theater experience in their basement. Well, so they, they, they already kind of did that. But they, I, they did do that, but right. it, that's for more expensive people. I think you're going to see people at a lower budget be able to come in now because well, it's going to be easy. To get, yeah, you're well, right. it's also going to be easier in 2020 to make that home theater uh, scenario than it was in 1990 when oh, that you had to show out. Correct. Yeah, right. It's it's way cheaper now, but also I would never want to turn my basement into a like a home theater if i had one i would kind of want to make it like more of a hangout area but now i can see where you do want to there's another level to make it the home theater is what you're saying you're a big movie goer yeah it's not the main room it's a side room in your basement that you're making the home theater yeah Mm -hmm. where you're living you're you're making something the scene that you can watch the movie and your go-to spot to get that experience with the the big bass and the loud things and like the surround sounds that you can feel like you're in that movie theater yet yeah and a lot of cheap home systems aren't that far off of what you experience in a movie movie right. theater. So I think you're going to see a big increase in that. The The one question I have about all this is, are we going to get, like, we went through the cord cutting stage. I want to coin the term for, like, cloud cutting. Because everybody's got so many different things now that are, you're spending as much. No, I know we talked about this before. I think, yeah, you're talking about subscription, which is on uh, the uh, the Snacks Daily podcast. Subscription, so like, how many how many fucking subscriptions can I have? Stupid. Is that? Well, I think we also talked about this in the Fad podcast. That sounds like one of those subscriptions. There's a Fad now. Well, it sounds like one of those stupid words that they made up to to be funny and they're annoying. Well, yeah, anyway. no, but I'm, I'm. You know what I'm saying though is like right. how many yes. subscri- how many Netflix and Hulu's and how many of these things yeah. can I actually afford? Because right now it's like, you well, that's not all. what Drew was. That's not what Drew was no, getting. No, no, Drew, Drew was talking about how how it's gonna. We're gonna. We're in this swing where we're 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 watching movies from home. He said it's gonna snap back where somewhere in the future movie theaters are gonna be the novel thing where no one goes to a movie theater and there's gonna be a market for that. Uh, right? 
No, I, now, now I'm thinking. Okay, some movies are released on Netflix. Some movies are released on Disney Plus. Yeah, some yeah. movies are released Hulu, on Amazon Prime, YouTube. Exactly. Like, you have to go to Warner Brothers now has an app for movies. Like you have to go to all these different venues to get the movies. So there's not a one stop shop to so, do everything. So now you have you have no. individual things to and get everything that comes out, and you're going to end up spending. Over the hundred and forty dollars well, a month, or you're, whatever. You're not. That's, that's what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they. That's what they think you're going to do. They think that you're fine with spending fifteen dollars a month on four subscriptions. What's What's actually going to end up happening is, you know, I I'm only I pick Netflix, so I'm only going to get Netflix, you know, and then someone else only gets HBO. And what they're going to see is they're going to see, uh, not near as a high turnout as they thought they would. They thought that they were going to sell, however many people will a quarter of those people bought it because everyone else went everywhere else and they didn't have the thing. So I think you'll see a switch. We're going to just like cable became huge and took over the market and then died. And now streaming servers are taking over the market. I think they're all going to die and they're kind of going to converge into something to where you can get a Netflix, a Hulu and Amazon prime right. all for 20 bucks. A bundle. A yeah, yeah. They're in a yeah. bundle. I mean, it, a bundle, which is another word for cable. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So we're going to, we're going to go back into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying now. On the side of like movies, one of the things that I was thinking is it could lead to a potential decline in the actual quality of the content of the movie, right? And what I mean by that is let's say let's say that this this like the summer box office is no longer a thing. You don't go to see your hit movie and whatnot. And RIP tenant. And so you're not and so you actually, I got a comment on that. But anyways, you're not really gonna go out and spend the money because hey, you can get it cheaper at home. And well, I've already got the subscription, so I'm just gonna be okay with the shitty movies that I have here. And I don't really want to spend the extra money, the thirty extra dollars for Mulan, the feature movie. Well, you can... and so I'm fine with just watching what Netflix has, or like a slightly shittier movie, or whatever the Dang. subscription is. And so. Because of that, now there's a market for that. People don't want to go out and spend. Let's. I'm just hypothetically saying people aren't going to be as apt to go spend the money because now the movie's coming straight to them. But then they don't want to actually spend the extra money on top of the subscription because they see it as the same thing. So Netflix, if I'm already paying a Netflix subscription, I don't want to actually spend – or Disney Plus. I don't want to actually spend uh, $30 on top of that. However, what I would do is go to a movie theater and have an experience and watch a movie. Sure. Well, but if I'm that's the that longer happening, that get, that... you might end up with a, a worse movie quality because if all of those producers are going to just basically cater to a lower production movie, you know, a lower budget movie, less well, less actual content. I, we all know that the Netflix movies and all these they do all these yeah. generic movies they kind of suck. And, yeah. and a lot of TV series that those put out. But I'm going to take the opposite side of the coin there. And if they know, like, there's going to be a production value in these movies and so the people that spend the most on the mo- most money on their movie theoretically are going to have a better movie and they're going to want the most return so if you spend less that movie might come out for free and or a cheaper dollar amount then the more expensive movie let's say like marvel where they spend millions of dollars on their movies they're going to charge you 30 dollars at home or a more expensive movie ticket so I don't think you'll see a dip in movie quality. I think that's going to be curved out 
by the price range. You see what I'm saying here? I, but what I I'm can't saying, wait till, I what can't I'm wait saying till some... is that I don't think people are going to be as apt to spend that money when it's all yeah. bundled in the same thing. They're not getting the same experience of the loudspeakers, the going to the movie, the actual we're gonna, thing. Right. That, this that's, is me. We're going to has to opinion, be that but... much better. You know what I mean? We're, like, well, so really we're going to find that out. We're going to find that out when Marvel has to start releasing these this second generation of whatever crap they've been they're, Marvel they're next Marvel universe. No, Marvel Marvel hasn't done that. Which, uh, what I'm pissed about is I know. They well, that's us what... Loki and Black Widow. When Disney Plus drops, they're like, you're going to get these two quality TV series. And they still haven't released sure. them, Ty. They oh, still that's weird. haven't done it. You know so why? Because it's not going to make them any money. I know, what I was saying now. was, though, we're going to see how how quality of these movies are when when and how, how, how many people actually like Marvel yeah. when they have to start releasing movies straight to home and charge you 30 bucks to watch it in your living room. I think I don't think Marvel's going to take a hit there because if a, if my screaming toddler wants to see Captain Marvel or Black Panther, I'm going to pay screaming whatever, toddler only whatever wa- it on. is tied to get them to shut up. I don't you're, care. Your screaming price. toddler only wants to see that if you have shown them that prior. There's so if you're a fan... What do you mean? If I'm a fan, they're going to get that. There's, there's advertisements everywhere. How do you think they get I it? Now? We're, we're talking about like a supply and demand thing here. So I I think back to like brand marketing. If Marvel comes out with something online streamed, it's well, going to sell. Well, yeah, it's, it's it'll be bundled it's, under the Disney Plus because they're owned by Disney. Well, but they still okay, charge extra for it. I'm saying they're going to pay for it. It's just like a, a high end purse. Why would somebody spend a thousand dollars on a purse when you can get this? Well, uh, purse does the same thing that's for twenty dollars. Gonna that's go different to... because the market for purses is different than the people that will buy and watch stupid Marvel movies. No, it's not. It's the same. It, it, it's a different market, but it's the same concept. It's a it's a comparison. So yeah. so if the price they're making money, they I would say that from the hassle to go to a movie theater, if you streamed it at home, and all you had to do is click a button and the yeah. money comes off your credit card, it's gonna be easier for the transaction agreed it's going to be more convenient and they're going to end up having a higher dollar amount at your home than having to go sit in line for five hours to see a movie that just came out along you can all at the same time along that side from a business side from a business side it makes sense because they don't have to pay the AMC studios to fucking do whatever they're doing and take their cut. Direct they're just going straight direct to consumer, and that's that's that. So for the reality, they, that's probably what they're seeing, and they're probably right. I just, I still, I still kind of hold on to the. I, I hope, I hope it doesn't lead to. I'm not saying it's going to, but I hope it doesn't lead to a potential decline in the movie quality, because I could see that happening where there are more shitty movies and people are people have more things to wow. watch and they've already paid for a subscription yeah. so they don't want to actually buy the extra thing on top i i'm, I I'm see, honestly I think, probably i wrong, think you're, i think your worry but, about shitty movies is less to do with direct to streaming versus yeah. stupid people watching stupid terrible movies well i mean i think i think there's going to be a higher output of movies and if you would take the percentage of high quality to lower quality, maybe the high quality does take a hit in percentage wise, just because it it's to. yeah, just because it's so much easier to get a movie out. But I don't think you're gonna lose all your high quality movies. I just think there'll be 
more movies in general to watch. It's just, just a well, quantity it's just gonna quality see, thing. It's just going to seem like there are less good movies because there's going to be so many shitty movies out there. Agreed. Because we could make a movie tomorrow if we wanted to. Us four, we could figure out how to do this Zoom thing. We just make a movie. Yeah, put it on Netflix for free. It'd be about there as shitty go. as my book. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> one, one more thing to kind of wrap it up, unless someone else has anything else they want to say. Is, no, let's get out of here. Um, you mentioned Ty the Tenant. Yeah, Christopher I, Nolan's new movie. I was kind of thinking, what would it take people to get back in the movie theaters? And I, I kind of think that they're waiting. Hollywood is waiting on because they don't want to release this to a cheap, uh, you know streaming platform where it's going to see less viewers. They want to, they want to get it out there in the high dollar atmosphere right now where it is the high dollar atmosphere. And they I think what what would what would it take for us to get back in the theaters and actually bear the brunt of being in a weird situation where maybe I don't want to be next to people. And I think it's going to take a really sick movie in order well, to it's get going to take a, it's going to take a combination of fatigue from being at home and people wanting to go see movies. I think it's also going to take in a, a, a bougie theater. If a bougie theater came out with what we're talking about, but that's going to take a lot more time. Well, like that's today, more infrastructure type stuff. Today, like, yeah, yeah structure. Yeah, old movie theater that we're used to. Going back to that, I think that's done. I, uh, to be honest, I think the old movie theater is done, and I think they're going to reconstruct. I well, honestly no, kind of agree think, with Goo here. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that. Like we we're never gonna be around other people ever again. I don't mean that, but I but I do think that I could, want to I could see that out. thriving so fucking hard if you all sat yeah. around. Like, let's say you could rent a pub table, or you could rent maybe not a pub table, but like a booth with people. Dude, people would actually pay a premium dollar for that. I yeah. do think they would. But if it's a movie you yeah, really want to see, you're not gonna watch it with a group of people. What? What's I like what's stopping you from doing this like UFC style where you invite a group of people over and you all split it together and you're watching the movie at the same time and at someone's point, facing nothing, it with yeah. all uh, my, my yeah. screen size at this point to be honest it's my screen size well, and it's and it's your the entertainment value yeah well, it's, it's the screen value. size and the setup I can fit maybe comfortably six people in my living room Agreed. if I want to and if I want to pack it in and I want to pack it in like Drew said watch a UFC event then I can. We can live with twelve people in there to watch fights, but not gonna be comfortable. And if we're talking about that experience, exactly, I think a movie like that with friends and family that you want to invite to your house, that experience sure. is gonna trump the environment of a I movie agree. theater. When I say screen. experience, I mean there's gonna be some cool gimmicks there, right? It's not just gonna be a, a couch. Like there's gonna be some cool ass yeah. gimmicks. I don't know what those gimmicks I mean, are, but there's gotta be a reason for me to come out. Someone else come up with the gimmicks. Goo knows he wants them. Someone I, come up with them. He'll, don't he'll come buy. Up with some cheesy gimmicks. I might at the end of the day, it. like a little pop toy or something. Okay, I'll, 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 have you ever watched a movie at a movie theater and then watched it on a big TV with the sound system and thought like, oh man, I'd love to go watch that at a movie theater again? Avatar, Avatar, three D, IMAX, <laughs> hands down, best movie I've ever seen, and. So when I see that on TV, a, it looks the fucking first thing. Shit. That's a big IMAX theater or a 3D thing. I could see that still thriving. That's but still sure, it's a normal normal event. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a big sure. event. Three, 3D makes me nauseous, so I don't like 3D. The movies. guy next to us threw up. 
<laughs> See when, when they're flying through the floating mountains on those I, dragons, he yeah, threw I up. Thought you, he I thought you were going to make fun everywhere. of me for being an old man, but no, no 3D movies made Ralph's me sick. Everywhere, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so it's so great. IMAX 3D, high record. Part of the experience. Yeah, IMAX will come to basements soon. All right, so that's that's our episode. Be on the lookout for uh, some squash talk where we recap next episode. And a four pack, a four pack um, coming your way shortly oh, too. Oh yeah, we'll have a yeah, four a pack. Four pack uh, mm. But yeah, we're gonna recap the whole squatching adventure. So look out for squatching adventures part two. <laughs>